VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, everyone, and we are here broadcasting live in Hollywood from the Infinity Festival. And I have here with me Travis Cloyd, you know, CEO of Worldwide. Uh, let me get it right. Worldwide XR, right? Um, that's perfect. So that's amazing. So um, I'm a specialist in the immersive production technology, and I actually have the chance to meet with Travis in you know different conferences, and actually we are also you know bumping to each other into a lot of our productions. Um, not all of those are actually out yet, so um, I would like, you know, to learn more from Travis, you know, like, tell me, you know, more about, like, you know, like, what is Worldwide XR and how did it get started and how you got involved, you know, into uh, immersive technology. Yeah, uh, Worldwide XR, we started uh, about a year ago. Um, it was a merged partnership with a company called CMG Worldwide, which is an iconic company that represents famous you know, celebrities from the past. They're most uh, recognized by you know, starting with uh, the likes of James Dean and Marilyn Monroe and Elvis Presley. Um, and the CEO of that company, Mark Rosler, and I teamed up and we formed a company called Worldwide XR, um, which is really all about building immersive experiences um, you know, regarding all those famous iconic people, we're firm believers that influencers will come and go, but legends will never die. There's been some incredible press we've had in the last uh, week in regards to the James Dean experience that we're doing. Um, and we've got a lot of other uh, projects we're doing. I kicked things off myself um, out of college. I started an OTT video player technology platform in the early 2000s and parlayed that into uh, building um, experiential content and applications and websites and running digital advertising campaigns for a lot of years. And then uh, about five years ago, I got into the, to the XR sector or the VR sector, and I produced movies with John Travolta like Speed Kills, VR, and the Humanity Bureau with Nicolas Cage, and The Recall with Wesley Snipes, and Distorted with John Cusack. And over the last few years, just kind of taking things to the next level as we as we see this, this business and this industry kind of expand, going from 360 video VR to, to more immersive media, true VR, six-off technologies, volumetric capture. So our company is, is focused on, on developing out um, you know, experiences around famous people from our pastime. Nice. Yeah, so... Um, you know, like James Dean came out like, you know, a lot of news recently, you know, can you tell us a little bit about what the project is? Yeah, it's, there's a feature film called Finding Jack and the project is really just putting James Dean into the actual movie. Um, and so we're working with some big VFX houses out of Canada and South Africa. And um, that particular project is for a feature film. Um, we're working with them on that. But then everything related to James Dean thereafter, as James Dean goes into the, to the next wave of immersive experiences and digital worlds and, and um, new environments and spatial computing and so on and so forth, we believe that this is a, this is a change in history right now. Um, the storytelling canvas has expanded from a flat rectangular screen to a spherical 360-degree canvas. Um, and it puts, uh, it, puts the, it puts an opportunity for these iconic people of the past to live again in all these new mediums. 
Yes, and as as you know, in some of the projects that we met were a lot of related to you know like space exploration. And um, you uh, were mentioning to me a few of the activations that you guys did with New Armstrong, right? Just like a few months ago, the fifth anniversary of the the moon landing. Um, what projects could we talk about? You know that this. Um, from the space or you know yeah we represent neil armstrong um cmg worldwide does and uh we've been there's a lot of neil armstrong experiences out there that have to go through the process of getting um the licensing agreements with the estate with the um with the foundations and and we're a rights clearances house that handles that mm -hmm. um a lot of those experiences were done by a lot of amazing companies in the sector um they license the rights and they go through the process of building out their own technology the way they see fit and you and I came across paths to figure out how we could take it to another level. And, yeah, you know, I'm excited. One, yeah, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Um, you know, because of that leap, we've got to figure out how we could feel that sensation in the foot, the haptic sensation in the foot, because you can get the full immersive experience above yeah. and beyond just the visual experience. Many, many times I have recreated the actual, you know, like moon landing site, you know, like the sea of tranquility. And believe me, that's one of the things that um, I always get excited when people put on the headset, you know, they can feel like they're walking around. Now I want to take it to like a location-based entertainment, you know, and try to take that to the next level. But, you know, Travis does a lot of stuff, right? And he's also a professor in Florida. Can you tell us a little bit more about all the things? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm a professor at Florida International University. It's the fourth largest university in the United States, uh, the most diverse university. I'm the director of the, of the program called ISTAR, which stands for Immersive Studio of Altered Reality. Um, we're teaching the intro of XR class this semester. I've been teaching that the last couple weeks. I flew in last night to be here with Danilo, my, wow, my good perfect. friend and companion here who's doing amazing things in the space. And um, we think, obviously, teaching, teaching kids and students the next level of this technology in this world is, is where it's at. And it's all evolving so fast, and so we decided to put together an incredible program at Florida International University, um, and we've been just doing amazing things there around that. Yeah, and, and, and this guy, there's so many things that I'm trying to figure out if I go and ask more about sports or if I ask more about museums, because, you know, you have been a really great advocate, right, on helping brands and institutions, right, to understand how to transition to VR, to AR, to the immersive technology, right? Um, how is the work going on in terms of like museums? Yeah, you know, we're working with uh, different museums. Obviously, this is an, in, you know, museums are a lot like theaters, movie theaters. You know, people are less going to theaters today than ever before because of digital media and digital content being easily accessible on our, on our handheld devices and our TVs and, and computers at home. And it's really the same thing with museums. People aren't going to museums as often as they used to in the past. And this opens the door to a really incredible time where you can basically recreate the digital elements of those museums in, into uh, immersive experiences and just take it beyond the actual physical presence of the museum into, again, into a position for people to... Uh, to view from from no matter where they're at. Yeah, because like to me, when you take someone through a physical experience, right? For example, when you walk through the museum, and there is 
a lot of studies that proves that when you go through spatial information, right, you retain way more. So in a lot of those projects, when you take kids to a museum and they walk, they just get fascinated, right? It's really a nice way to trigger those, you know, uh, memories and emotions and the uh, information retention is really fantastic, right? So I re I'm a really uh, believer of museums. I have been working with digital museums. I have worked on a NASA Apollo Museum. I have worked on a Harold Lloyd Museum. <laughs> I've been doing a museum for the Brazilian uh, government that talks a little bit about you know a procession that happens uh, in my hometown and I'm just like fascinated to see how people that are talking after the experience they remember a lot of those things right so I think from a professor uh, standpoint understanding how museums can work right like trying to make the digital version of that accessible to everybody because you have a lot of amazing museums here in LA and in New York, right? I, there was actually one time I spent a whole week in New York just going to 12 museums in there. And, you know, it's, it's kind of sad that a lot of people do not have the means, right, to go there. So I think this capability of having a digital version, at least, so they can go through the experience is very important. Yeah, it's very important. Um, it's also very important to figure out, you know, what is the path of distribution and how, you know, where do you want people to see the content? How are they going to absorb the content? And a lot of the museum stuff we're doing right now, we're thinking about delivering it to, you know, to, to, to inner city schools and to kind of the, the youth because, you know, they don't have the opportunity to go to New York if they live in Los Angeles or, or go to these museums because of the proximity of these museums. But to be able to deliver it to a classroom environment, to be able to figure out ways to package that museum content and take it straight into the school systems is really what excites us right now. It's something that you and I have been very passionate about and and mm -hmm. working towards and so our path forward right now is really just kind of figuring out what type of experiences because every experience is unique right certain experiences you know you could do AR certain experiences VR um, and then you also have to think about how is somebody going to absorb that content and then you know what can they afford these VR headsets that are out in the market today are very expensive and you can't expect a bunch of kids in these schools to be able to go buy a $600 or $2,000 headset. So you have to kind of make a decision what what's the most relevant content, what's the most affordable content yeah. to be delivered in this in this sector. You're, you're touching on a good point because one way that we can use immersive technologies is to do augmented reality so you can, you know, like augment an object that's right in front of you. So that takes the museum experience to the next level, but we are still talking about the challenge of distribution, right? If you want the message of a museum to go throughout, you know, the whole country, you have the challenge of how to make it accessible, right? That's right. So um, do you feel like, like cardboard is it's in, in a way to, to navigate through the phone? Because at least nowadays everybody has a smartphone or most people can have access to a phone that is capable of creating some of that experience. You know, guys like us that are in this sector, we look at cardboard as this obsolete product that, um, you know, isn't as, as fancy and isn't as amazing as some of the latest, greatest HMDs head mount displays that are on the market today. Um, but you're absolutely right. From, from what somebody can afford, how they can easily be able to, to access that content and then take it home with them. Cardboard still is a really amazing tool. Plus, you can, you can actually use the cardboard viewer as a, as a marker so that you know, these kids can simply just take out their mobile device and scan that cardboard viewer, scan that marker, and have an augmented experience that they can take home and, and share with their parents at the dinner table. 
And I think that's the thing that excites us is, is just kind of using the cardboard as an easy billboard or yeah. access tool to then trigger a, a number of different experiences. No, actually, in the, in the activations that I have been working in Brazil, we are totally thinking on cardboards, right? For example, one idea is to get cardboards on, on hotels for people that are visiting, you know, places and they take it home know with about them. it and they can see it and then if they take it with them mm -hmm. the hotel can charge for it right so it's yeah. a nice way to do the transaction great. Um, but I also like uh, you know a lot of projects that are for good mm -hmm. right that are for the better you know, enhancement Absolutely. of the, the, the humanity what kind of projects do you have you know that um, aim to you know bring back you know celebrities and give their messages because they always had you know a passion about something right and especially when you're talking about recreating a digital human sure you want to bring back that passion that's right, right. That news passion it's so many documentaries and movies about him like this fantastic human being right mm -hmm. yeah we've got you know given worldwide xr we have a lot of famous iconic people and and again those type of experiences can be you know, brought to life in museums and they help educate students. But we're also working on another project um, called Hands Around the World, yes. which I think is an incredible project that um, allows people to essentially hold the digital hand of their favorite celebrity in an augmented circle um, wrapped around the planet. And we're working with some incredible people and Danilo himself is, is behind that as well. And Ken Cragen, who who is also an unbelievable he's producer. A legend. A right? legend. Like he's the man behind USA for Africa, We Are the World. Hands uh, Across America, which had six and a half million people holding hands from New York to L.A. That's right. So, you it know. Was the, it was the campaign in the 80s. It, without internet, right? Without instant messaging. Without the phones. And, like, being able to combine. He actually is going to be here in a few minutes to talk a little bit more about the project. So Fantastic. I'm He's really excited to see, uh, you know, support coming from, you know, such experienced person like you. You know, so many Thank connections. Because I feel like at this point... Um, it's we all love you know the the high technology, but I, I would like to you know uh, a message that we are also working you know with education, bringing you know the better you know uh, things for the world. That's right. That's the best way to put it, and that's our that's our intention. So thank you very much. Yeah, thanks so much, Travis. I uh, wish we could talk a little bit more, but that's the end. Uh, if you guys are here in LA or in Hollywood, please come to the Infinity Festival. We're going to be broadcasting here all day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.